Hello and welcome to another edition of the RPAC Rundown Podcast. I'm your host, Evan Jones. Thanks for joining me. We have an awesome show lined up as last week was a busy one once again, so we will take a look at some of those results from a week ago. Our guest on the podcast includes Justin Adams, head coach of the Southern Valley Eagle football team. This week's RPAC Rundown Game of the Week will feature the Eagles as they hit the road to face the Maxwell Wildcats, so we will have coverage on social media for that matchup. We'll take a break, and then we'll dive into some of the results from this past week in the RPAC. Arapaho Rehab and Fitness is locally owned and operated here to serve Arapaho and the surrounding area. We have a passion for our patients and our community. We are continually innovating and evolving our therapy practices in order to give you the best individualized care. Let's take a look at some of the results from this past week. Reminder, you can find the RPAC Rundown results on our website, bestboy-media.com, under the RPAC Rundown tab, and click RPAC Rundown Report. We begin with volleyball. Arapaho traveled to Hitchcock County on Thursday for a triangular match as they took on Dundee County Stratton and Hitchcock County. Arapaho defeated Dundee County Stratton two sets to none and Hitchcock County two sets to one. For the Maywood Hayes Center Wolves, they traveled to Southwest for a triangular against the Rough Riders and Rollins County, Kansas on Thursday. Maywood Hayes Center took down Southwest two sets to one. Olivia Hansen led the way with 13 kills, two aces, two blocks, and 18 digs. Against Rollins County, the Wolves won two sets to none. For the Paxton Tigers, they had a busy week as they took on Sutherland last Tuesday and then Garden County on Thursday. They were able to defeat both teams three sets to none and improve their overall record to 3-1. and one. Now taking a look at softball results, the Southern Valley Alma Saints had two games last week. On Tuesday, they took on Fillmore Central Exeter Milligan and fell 16-1 as the Saints went down early and couldn't bounce back. Then they took on Chase County on Thursday, and they were able to bounce back from Tuesday's loss as they took down Chase County 18-6. Now for girls golf, last Tuesday, Cambridge attended the Holdridge Quad. In the nine-hole event, Macy Jones shot a 45, Jordan Cross and Emma Rasmussen both shot a 57, and Malia Monter shot a 62. As a team, they shot a 221. On Thursday, Cambridge and Southwest attended the GICC Invitational. Cambridge placed 8th as a team, and Southwest finished 15th. For Dundee County Stratton, the Tigers attended the Kimball Invite last Tuesday. Kennedy Bailey brought home a medal as she placed 9th, shooting a 120. Dundee County Stratton then attended the Chapel Invite on Thursday. Maxine Hill shot a 130. We'll take a break, and then we'll look at cross-country and football results. You're listening to the RPAC Rundown Podcast. Webb's Oil Field Service would like to wish area athletes the best of luck this season. They are an oil field service company serving southwest Nebraska and northwest Kansas with oil lease and drilling rig services. Webb's Oil Field Service, located in Cambridge. Welcome back to the RPAC Rundown podcast. Let's take a look at some of the cross-country results from a week ago. At a meet hosted by North Platte St. Pat's, Wallace's Trey Robertson had a great race as he was the meet champion with a time of 16 minutes and 47 seconds. At the Gibbon invite, Bertrand Loomis, they had a nice day as Marcus Hernandez ran another great race as he finished the Hilly Gibbon course in second place, while teammate Wes Trompke wasn't too far behind as he finished seventh. 
the team finished in second place with 48 points. Now let's take a look at some of the highlights and notes from week two of the football season in the RPAC. First, let's look at the scores. Alma fell to Thunder Ridge, Kansas, 74-58. Arapahoe beat Loomis, 50-42. Bertrand fell to Elm Creek, 44-32. Cambridge took down Pleasanton, 66-42. Dundee County Stratton beat Perkins County, 54-14. Hitchcock County blew out Sand Hills Thetford, 44-0. South Loop beat Maywood Hayes Center, 64-8. Maxwell fell to Bridgeport, 63-26. Burwell beat Medicine Valley, 56-0. Garden County beat Paxton, 52-34. Southern Valley fell to Ravenna, 70-34. And Juanita Palisade beat South Platte, 66-32. As mentioned, Dundee County Stratton took on Perkins County and won big, 54-14. Corbin Horner had an impressive game with 220 yards rushing and five touchdowns to lead the way for the Tigers. Hitchcock County played on Saturday against Sand Hills Thetford, a game that was touted as one of the top games in eight-man football. Well, Hitchcock County took care of business in blowout fashion as they won 44-0. Following a nice win in Week 1 over Sutherland, the Maywood Hayes Center Wolves took on South Loop. The Wolves fell in the matchup by a final score of 64-8. Hayden Kramer had a nice game with five catches for 108 yards. Reminder, you can find the RPAC results for each team on our website at bestboy-media.com under the RPAC Rundown tab and click RPAC Rundown Report. We will take a break and then we will come back and we'll discuss our games of the week, which featured a volleyball triangular hosted by Bertrand and a football matchup between Cambridge and Pleasanton. You're listening to the RPAC Rundown Podcast. C-plus in Bertrand has everything you need when making a pit stop. Fill up your vehicle with Sinclair Fuel, and if you're running on empty, grab some Hunt Brothers Pizza or a Friel. Store hours are 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. Sunday through Thursday and 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturday. Convenience Plus, a whole lot more, located in Bertrand. Last week, we had two RPAC Rundown Games of the Week. On Thursday, Bertrand's volleyball squad hosted Cambridge and Alma for a triangular. The first match of the night featured Cambridge and Bertrand. The Trojans won two sets to none, with the scores reading 25-4 and 25-7. In that first set, it was the Trojans from the get-go as they took a lead and never relinquished it. It was much of the same in set number two as Cambridge jumped out to a 9-0 lead and never looked back. Unofficially, J.C. Kent had 10 kills and 5 aces to lead the way for Cambridge. Bertrand was led by Emma Brown with 3 kills. In the second match of the evening, the Trojans and the Cardinals took the floor, and it was Cambridge who won two sets to none. But both sets were competitive, with the scores being 25-21 and 26-24. In that first set, it appeared the Trojans were going to run away with it, as they led 9-2. But Alma dug in and started to claw their way back into it. Late in the set, the Cardinals were able to win some long rallies and cut the deficit down to 23-20. to But the Trojans were able to close it out with a couple of timely blocks. In the second set, it was a back-and-forth affair as the lead changed a number of times. Alma had a 16-15 lead, then the Trojans took the lead back at 18-17. It looked like they were going to be able to distance themselves, but again, the Cardinals hung around. 
With the score reading 25-24 in favor of Cambridge, Aaron Johnson towed the service line and converted an ace to win that match. In the final match of the night, Bertrand and Alma battled. The Cardinals won two sets to none, 25-21 and 25-16. In set one, Bertrand played really strong volleyball as they went up 8-6. The Vikings kept up that strong play and led 17-13 as Alma had to take a timeout. After that timeout, it was apparent the Cardinals refocused and got back on track. They went on an 8-1 run and took a 21-18 lead before a timeout from Bertrand. Following the break, Alma was able to close things out with some nice serving and solid defense. In the second set, Bertrand again came out strong and led 4-3, but Alma then took over with a 7-6 lead and never let it go. The Vikings would hang around for a few more rallies, but Alma created some space with an 18-12 lead and were able to take home the win. For the Cardinals unofficially, Lyndon Biscup had five aces in the match. Bertrand was led by Emma Brown as she recorded eight kills and two aces. Addison Anderson had two aces for Bertrand too. We'd like to thank these great sponsors for the RPAC Rundown Game of the Week. This RPAC Rundown Game of the Week was brought to you by Divine Boutique, Webb's Oil Field Service, C+, First State Bank, Scouts Recreation, Cribelli Physical Therapy, and Arapahoe Rehab and Fitness. In our other RPAC Rundown Game of the Week, it was a matchup on the gridiron between Cambridge and Pleasanton. Physicality was the name of the game for the Trojans on Friday night, as they were able to take down Pleasanton at home 66-42. The Trojans used a balanced attack in the game with 380 rushing yards and 240 yards passing in the win. Cambridge started out strong as Will Taylor caught a 71-yard touchdown pass from Carson Trompke to get things started for the Trojans as they jumped out to an 8-0 lead with 10-18 to go in the first quarter. Pleasanton was able to counter with a score of their own as Copeland Karstens scored to make it 8-6. The squads traded scores with the remaining time in the first quarter as Ty Stanton punched in a touchdown for the Trojans and Gavin Sweener scored as well heading into the second quarter. Cambridge led 16-14. In the second quarter, Will Taylor again caught a big pass, this time from 64 yards out to push the lead to 22-14. Cambridge was able to get a stop on the next possession and then score once again on a tie stamp run to make it 28-14. The Bulldogs countered with a score of their own, making it 28-20, but the Trojans refocused from there, and they took over. They had touchdowns punched in by Cohen Grindle as he scored two times in the second period, and Cambridge went into the half leading 52-20. After the half, Pleasanton came out strong and scored on a 47-yard run by Karstens, but the Trojans were able to counter with a touchdown of their own. Cambridge went to the final quarter, leading 58-34. In the final stands, the Trojans leaned heavily on Ty Stanton to lead them to victory as he toted the rock in many key situations to get the win. For the Trojans, the stat sheet was full. Carson Trompke was effective as he threw for 240 yards and three touchdowns. Cohen Grindle had 140 all-purpose yards and three touchdowns. Also, Will Taylor had 171 yards receiving and two touchdowns. Tayton Keppen was effective out of the backfield with five carries for 74 yards and a score. And Ty Stanton had 151 yards rushing and three touchdowns. We'd like to thank these great sponsors of the RPAC Rundown Game of the Week. This RPAC Rundown Game of the Week was brought to you by Webb's Oil Field Service. Scouts Recreation, 
Cribelli Physical Therapy, and Arapahoe Rehab and Fitness. We'll take a break, and when we come back, we'll chat with head football coach of the Southern Valley Eagles, Justin Adams. You're listening to the RPAC Rundown Podcast. Here at Scouts Recreation, we believe in the value of recreation. We believe in having fun. We believe that the best memories are made while doing the things you love with your favorite people. We have a variety of items from men's grooming products like Duke Cannon, golf equipment, camping goods, and our own apparel line. Check out our fall collection of t-shirts on the website at scoutsrecreation.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Now joining us on the RPAC Rundown podcast is Southern Valley head football coach Justin Adams. We'll begin with this last week's loss to Ravenna 70-34. to What were a few things that you were able to take away that were positive from that game, Coach? Um, Really for us right now is after kind of watching the film with the kids today, it was a lot of just empty, empty points. We had the ball three times down inside the 15-yard line was a chance to score, and we didn't convert any of those, so... Really, for us, we felt like we left about 28 points out on the field the other night. So, I mean, if we convert those 28 points and spin back around and just get a few more stops, we put ourselves in some good positions and then just let them out. So, I mean, while the score looked like it, we're, we're pretty far away, you know, we're, we really feel like we're, we're a lot closer than that. Now, from week one's loss to week two, where did you see some major improvements from your team, too? Uh, I mean, really, uh, improvements was offensively. We, we we're still getting them more efficient with uh, with our tempo, um, get, being able to get our plays in quick and um, get get stuff going. Um, quarterback wise, our quarterback just finally got in a rhythm the other night, um, completing passes and hitting things and and kind of returning a couple starters back that uh, um, weren't there for the first game. That was a big help, um, but. You know, we're, we're still trying to search and find a replacement for our middle linebacker, Mason. Um, he's out for the year, and that's just kind of our big thing right now is just trying to find the replacement, trying to find somebody that will fill those shoes. Now it appears Camden Bowes has been playing solid football. You said he really got it together this last week, um, but especially when throwing the ball, it looks like he's been effective. He's got 402 yards and four touchdowns. Did you expect to see that from him so far this season? In, in, after last year, you know, last year he started as a sophomore. And we, we went through a lot of the growing pains um, of having a sophomore quarterback. And now, now we're kind of getting to reap the reward of experiencing some of those ups and downs. And um, he's, he's making great decisions right now with some football. He, he knows the offense inside and out. Um, he's taking care of the ball for us uh, going into this year. And, I mean, really for us, is he's kind of the engine that runs the show right now. And he – you know, he's even to the point now to where he's starting to kind of call some of his own plays with tempo. He, you know, the other night a coach wanted to call something, and he was like, no, I see something, and he ran a play, and we scored a touchdown. So really for us, it's kind of the joy of seeing him really take hold of the offense and understand it and actually be able to, to utilize a lot of the things we do. And it looks like sophomore tight end Ryan Grove has been playing well too, averaging right around 91 yards per game receiving. Where have you seen him grow into the tight end position? Uh, for Ryan, Ryan plays wide receiver a lot for us. Um, and really just, I mean, we, we really, we have two threats really at the wide receiver position. And um, I mean, Ryan did a great job. He ran by a couple defensive backs the other night and had some big plays for us in the passing game. But 
he's just got sure hands. And when we throw him the ball, he does a tremendous job of catching it and securing it and getting what he can. And then sometimes he's, he's one of those guys that when you get the ball in his hands, he, he can make a big play happen. But I mean, having Mitch Wilson there with some too, Mitch can kind of do the same thing at wide out. He can catch that ball and he can turn a, a 10 yard pass into a 40 yard play real fast. Now on the line, it looks like Gabe Grove has been anchoring the defensive line so far. What's been encouraging about his play? Uh, Gabe is, you know, again, kind of playing that hybrid. He plays some linebacker, plays some D-line. A really good defensive end for us. But, you know, our D-line is is young still. Um, and and we're really just trying to get that experience from, from Gabe. And uh, really for us, that, that's kind of one of the strengths of our defense right now is, is that defensive line. Um, they can get pressure on quarterbacks real easily. Um, it's, it's bitten us a couple times with some screen passes, but the pressure they can get and when they hold their gaps, they're really good. Uh, we've got a really good D-line group. Now, when you look at Maxwell this week, what do you expect to see from them? Uh, I mean, really for us, we, we're they're really going to try to test our edges and run the ball you know, around the end on us. And so we're really going to have to do a good job of uh, setting the edge and then once we get there and once we get the ball to the edge, really tackle it. Um, and that's that's really our focus this week is setting the edge and tackling when we get it defensively. Um, we know they're going to try to bring some pressure packages at us. Um, so for us, it's just making sure that we have some some blitz beaters ready to go and make sure that we we have a number of packages so that it doesn't slow down our passing game. But, uh, you know, really for us, it's just kind of get back to our fundamental run game too and you know, making sure that we have everything set so we can run the ball when we want and how we want to. As you progress throughout the season, Justin, where are a few areas you want to see your group improve? It, it just grow up. I mean, maturity. Um, I mean, we, we got a big void at leadership with Mason going down. Um, that's going to be a hurt. So to see us kind of fill that void, um, we have some guys that can do it. Um, and then really for us, it's just we're kind of in that, year two of this whole thing. So it's just a consistency of doing things the right way. We flash doing it the right way. Uh, you know, the other night we, we score five times, but we feel like we left four more out there. And it's just kind of finding that efficiency of, you know, taking every opportunity and scoring and doing it the right way all the time. And then just getting stops defensively. You know, we put ourselves in some really good spots defensively the other night uh, with, you know, third down, third and long. And we just kept letting them out. So for us, it's just finding a way to, when we get ourselves into a good spot, hold them and get the stop. Many thanks to Justin Adams, head coach of the Southern Valley football team, for joining us on the RPAC Rundown podcast. Their matchup against Maxwell is the RPAC Rundown game of the week. We'll have updates on social media throughout the game with kickoff at 7 p.m. We'll take a break, and when we come back, we'll name the RPAC Rundown Athletes of the Week and then close things out. You're listening to the RPAC Rundown Podcast. Here at Crabelli Physical Therapy in Cambridge, our approach and philosophy are simple. Caring physical therapy with exceptional results. You will be treated by our highly qualified caring team dedicated to improving your health and well-being. Good luck to our area athletes from Crabelli Physical Therapy. Welcome back to the RPAC Rundown Podcast, and it's now time to announce our Athletes of the Week. Our Female Athlete of the Week is Olivia Hansen of Maywood Hay Center. Hansen led the Wolves in their two wins over Southwest and Rollins County, 
as in the two matches combined, she had 21 kills and four aces. Our male athlete of the week is Corbin Horner of Dundee County Stratton. Horner had 308 total yards and seven total touchdowns in their 54-14 win over Perkins County. That will do it for this episode of the RPAC Rundown Podcast. For all of your RPAC needs, go to bestboy-media.com and click on RPAC Rundown. Until next time, I'm Evan Jones, and thanks for tuning in to the RPAC Rundown Podcast.